Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love. I'm joined by the wonderful and amazing Michael J. Russ. I want to also welcome Scott Robinson with us today. Um, Scott had joined us on a, a previous show. Uh, Scott is an amazing uh, clairvoyant, clairsentient medium, medical intuitive, and also an empath. He has um, been a reader and a healer. He does Reiki and works with his own unique uh, method with the seven rays. So we wanted to continue our conversation about creating uh, your own inner light and who better than to join us in this conversation but Scott. So welcome, Michael and Scott. Um, how are you both today? Thank you. Thank I'm you. Awesome. Thank you, Mason. Michael. I'm fine too. Thank you. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm so glad. So, you know, when we talk about an inner light, um, your inner light is something that is an expression of your true essence. It's not only just a subtle energy that moves through your being. It actually is something that can be felt. It, it To me, it carries a unique and unparalleled blueprint. There is, It's just like a, your own unique signature. And how you express your light can be done through many different ways. And, you know, I believe that on our soul's journey, we go through different challenges, different gifts are given to us. And as we go through these different lessons, I believe that our inner light shines brighter and it has that capacity. So, you know, in cultivating uh, your inner light and making it stronger and being able to increase it, I believe is deeply connected not only to your inner purpose, but also we're going to get a little bit into the science of the pineal gland, which is the third eye, uh, or also known as the seat of the soul. So um, it's a big topic, and <laughs> I think that I've got two masters that can join me in, in this conversation. And, um, you know, I think that depending where you are on your journey, your soul's radiance um, is sometimes it feels more safe, more secure. Other times I think that we can sort of hide our inner light. And so I'm curious, Scott, um, I'll just invite you first to, to, to join in this conversation. Um, in, in your journey throughout the years, what, what do you see in, in the teachings and the books that you've studied? What do you know about the inner light and how to create and allow it to grow and shine more brightly? Uh, thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, that is a big topic. Well, for me, whenever I meditate, I, I, I always feel like I'm more in touch with the pineal gland and the inner light than any other part while I'm doing meditation or anything. Um, so the pineal gland in, in reacts together with the so-called light of matter. And so the pineal gland himself is produces melatonin, which actually, in, in some ways, causes the person to be unconscious or asleep. But what that does, in my opinion, is it opens you up to the soul light, which comes straight down into the, to your your soul. Does that make sense? Or yeah, it yeah. does. It, it does. So, well, so when we're, for me, whenever I'm, and it's an experience people can try themselves, 
if you're ever really in a dark room by yourself, you know, and, and it's not very much light at all, look around you kind of like the inner eye and see if you don't feel a fuzzy light around the head of your head, of your head and more of your body, but mostly around your head. In my opinion, that's the pineal gland right there. And I've met it, seen it many times, but it's very subtle. But once you see it, you'll, you'll see it forever and you say, oh, that's, that light is being produced inside of myself, right? And that's really what we're going with the pineal gland, is you're actually producing light inside your body. So, wow. so Scott, just to, just to be clear on this, you're talking about while you're, uh, as you're meditating, um, are you talking about eyes closed and kind of looking around, are you opening your eyes and looking around the room? Okay, yeah, I mean, you can be not meditating at all, but if you're okay. in a darkened, a darkened room, you can see this diffused light around your head. I've seen wow. it many times, and I've talked to other people, they just don't notice it, right? Because it's very subtle. I mean, you can almost, when you focus on it, you have to walk through a dark room. I've seen it myself. I've done it many times. And that, to me, and I'm just like, I'm just congesting, conjecturing here, but I believe the, the light from the pineal gland is what lights up that low, uh, that low light around your head and gives you the see. That also is the light of consciousness or, or the light of soul with you. Okay, that's interesting. I'll have to I'll have to be cognizant of that um, in a in a in a dark room. Uh, very very cool, actually. Um, do you have any other um, science to kind of give us about that? That uh, I know we watched this the video from the Aust- Austrian guy, which was pretty brilliant. That I still have not completely and totally absorbed yet. Uh, Lisa and, and Scott, but <laughs> yeah, it takes a little while to process that because it's so what it's so cool. Yeah, you know the the pineal gland itself for for our audience members is just a pine cone shaped gland in the endocrine system. It's really only about the size of a raisin, and it's responsible for producing melatonin, which regulates our sleep cycle. But it's also very much connected to um, converting serotonin into melatonin and it's related to oxytocin and I which is related to happiness which we have delved into Um, you know I I would love to hear you know they say um, from the research that there are actually little calcite microcrystals um, containing calcium carbon and oxygen within that pineal gland and that it has the ability um, using uh, when we take our, a deep breath in, it creates uh, like a pressure. So what, as Scott was saying with the meditation, uh, that pressure actually creates a piezoelectric effect. And if you've ever been in um, an airport where they have a, a floor or um, somewhere, it's, it's a pressure that the resulting pressure on the quartz crystals actually produces electricity. Um, and so we actually see that inside the human brain. And I'd love, Scott, for you to sort of comment on that. You're more science-based than I am. <laughs> so I would really welcome uh, some more details about that. And if 
possible you sound a little muted so if you can uh, speak up because I don't want anybody to miss anything that you're saying it's so important okay give me just a second I'm missing at this moment make a little bit of an adjustment there you go yeah I just, is that better Michael is it better yes it is it is absolutely better yeah. um, I have a question I have a question though because we you know the pineal gland uh, helps regulate melatonin and uh, there are a lot of our listeners out there who may be taking sleep products that contain melatonin mm-hmm. and I have been told by my natural um, natural retailer a guy that uh, is a, uh, has a, has a uh, certified dispenser of natural supplements and the like that if you if you take melatonin uh, on a regular basis, that it can interfere with your body's own ability to make melatonin. So my question, uh, and perhaps uh, Scott can shed some light on this, is is that possible? And I'm concerned about now how that might affect people's pineal gland activity and their ability to connect uh, with uh, their own happiness going forward. Yeah, I think that's... Other people who... T- there's a lot of people that talk about doing the melatonin. I don't use it myself, but to me it seems kind of counterintuitive because melatonin helps you sleep, right, or become unconscious. But what really right. happens when you sleep is your consciousness goes to your soul level, right, kind of leaves your body right. through your pineal gland, right, and and the right. pineal itself is actually the is like the junction between soul consciousness and your waking consciousness. So it seems it seems like you're at two close cross purposes here. But for me, whenever I uh, told you earlier about trying to see the diffuse light, I always when I do that, I have my eyes wide open in a room or whatever. But I kind of focus in the forehead or on my pineal gland. And that's where I get that subtle light because that is very noticeable once you see it. And you'll say, oh, wow, I had no idea. Um, the pineal, pineal itself um, is connected, connected to your root chakra. And so that in and of itself, the, the energy of matter has its own light itself of matter. And when you take that and, and run it through the pineal gland, I believe that's where you get this light being generated, through the matter itself into the pineal gland. I think because there's been studies here that, that people say, well, there's no light being produced inside the, the human body. And I believe that there is light being produced. It's very subtle. And once you begin to see it, then you'll understand how your body works more. That's beautiful. Yeah. Very and much so. Very eye opening. Um, because <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that true. I, I, I can pull that off every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I find it I find it amazing. Um, this is a kind of I'm 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 a student when it comes to this conversation right about now because this aspect of myself is just being it's just been sprung on me in the last uh, in the last few weeks, and I really haven't had a whole lot of time 
to again process it, absorb it in a way that I could uh, and and then you know basically um, do this now this exercise that uh, that Scott has uh, talked about. But I will definitely do that uh, here in the in the coming days, uh, especially in when I you know at night, no dark room sounds really cool uh, and connect with it. But as far as happiness goes, I didn't I had no idea you know, like maybe our listeners that the pineal gland uh, had. Uh, this much to do with our own with our own happiness and now connected to my root chakra so i appreciate the uh, eye opening again to that and uh that this <laughs> it's connection i'm just i'm like i'm blown away right about now i guess that's where i am yeah, with, with all of this yeah, yeah and, and, it's, so, and it's it's cool as i'll get up yeah so for for our listeners, you know, most a lot of people have heard of, of the chakras. They're basically, you know, seven energy centers in, within the body. And I believe that it's our connection between both the inner and outer world. And as you're passing and breathing that energy up from the base of the spine, the root chakra, up through and bring it all the way up through the head, you, it passes through um, that that pineal gland through that third eye energy center. Scott, do you, would you care to share a little bit more about the energy centers and how that when you pass the energy from the base up through the, the top of the head, it actually can connect us and help us create more of our own inner light? Yeah, it's a, a good uh, idea. The, all the, the chakras are really, our glands are excellent external representations of the chakras, right? And so okay. the pineal gland is, is really is, is an external representation of your head center, right? Thousand pebble loaded. Now, it's directly related to your root chakra, which is the area of matter itself. And so what I'm saying and what, and what my read leads me to is that a lot of people's in this society, per se, in our technical society, the cal- uh, the pineal gland has calcified. And so there's mm-hmm. actually covering with um, calcium and other salts, if you will. Um, and a lot of that causes um, all kinds of things, depression, which is ramp many people suffer from. Um, you really can't get the full connection from between your soul and your metal part of your body through your root chakra. And so with those energies being detrimental, then you're going to have all kinds of problems in, in a person's human body, which we're seeing a lot of, you know, besides, besides this depression, there's other people that really are having harder, harder time connecting with their higher selves. Everybody mm-hmm. can do this much easily if we were had a perfectly convened and and condition a pineal gland, but we don't because a lot of what's been put in our in our environment, and some of it, I believe, per- frankly, was done on purpose, especially with fluoride, which is one of the biggest correct uh, mm-hmm. uh, problems with the pineal gland. Yeah, fluoride definitely does um, cause calcification of the of the pineal gland, and it. I, I, you know, unfortunately, they've put it in water, 
Um, it's in toothpaste. It's in so many different things. And, you know, it travels through. Um, I think they say that, you know, the fluoride, chlorine, and bromine, uh, which also affect the thyroid, cause a lot of different challenges. And so, um, you know, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because from what my understanding is, iodine, um, I take a nascent iodine um, that's from Global Healing that I really love. That helps to decalcify uh, the pineal gland, as does turmeric and I believe apple cider vinegar. Are there any other foods that you know of um, or other ways that people, are that our listeners might, um, you, you know, things that they could utilize to decalcify their pineal gland? Ooh, there's a lot of different things that you do, but what you just mentioned are kind of the easiest parts of it. But a lot of people don't take um, take into consideration that the actual act of meditation helps clear and open your pineal gland. That's wonderful. So people, people ask me all the time, well, how do we meditate? And, and, you know, we're trying to get to the highest part of ourselves. Um, but people refer rarely refer to the pineal gland toward meditation itself. And, and the act of meditation is very uh, large part of our pineal upkeep, if you will. And I think that also... Now, that's interesting. Some of, some of the calcification of the pineal gland has already been noted. Um, you know, you have basically clear... Uh, two streams of energy in your body, one at the heart, energy of life, and inner of the consciousness in the head, in the pineal center. Now, when you go to sleep, that count, that, um, that string or that, that stream of consciousness removes, excuse me, removes you from your body, so to speak, but the the teal gland keeps the heated there. And if there's a problem with the teal gland, then you simply can't become completely conscious to or connected to connect, uh, consciousness. Mm. Does that make sense? No? Yeah, absolutely. It does. It's all attracted. But I think the, the important takeaway from what you just said for me is that, you know, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, of course, wherever they live in the world, might be subject to have been subject to fluoride their entire lives. Um, there are other pollutants and other things, but the the takeaway for me is that if you do get into meditation uh, and make a practice of it, that you can counter those negative influences, those negative uh, chemicals that you may not be able to completely eliminate from your life. You have, mm-hmm. in other words, it's giving it. It's, I'm about control. So I like to be able to control my mind, my body, my spirit. And meditation evidently now has another uh, purpose in my life, to help control the function of my own body beyond what I thought it, it would do uh, with regard to now the focus on my pineal gland. And I can focus on that now. And the fact that it's connected to the root chakra, which is really, really, I believe, important. Um, and, and you might be able to shed some light on this, Scott. Uh, I was told years ago when I had back problems that the, the lower back, where a lot of people suffer from pain, lower back pain, 
uh, is connected to your power center. And my view, I pretty much um, call that my root chakra, okay? So mm -hmm. the question I have is, are we looking at uh, a, a, um, a situation where uh, people, there's so much, so many people experiencing back pain because of the disconnection, because their root chakra is, is uh, uh, perhaps not as energized as it should. Is there some connection there that, that you perhaps have, uh, have um, witnessed or experienced? I mean, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. I hadn't thought of per se. Um, obviously, when you, if your power chakra or your root has to be connected to all your connect, uh, chakras, and when you start having devitalized chakras, then the power can't really completely traverse the chakras down to the root part of yourself. And that is, in fact, your, your power center, right? So the, the power of within your body here to perform correctly. And so having back problems, to me, is just a spiritual sign, if you will, of a higher, a higher condition in the human being itself, however, um, with the pineal gland. I mean, it really kind of all goes with that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the explanation. But, yeah, it, it, it just, again, um, helps us understand that everything is connected. And the energy centers of your body, all the chakras, there is a, there is a lot of people, I think, take your chakras for granted is because they don't really know about them and what they do and the value they have to you. So this is incredibly valuable to me, and I hope it is to our listeners as well. Right. So I, I have a question, Scott. So I know that the, the pineal gland um, is a light receptor, so that even though it's inside our brains and it's not, <laughs> it's not like the eyes visible to us, it actually does mm -hmm. receive light. And then... Um, from what you're saying, it allows us to emanate light as well. Um, so I, I guess my question is, if somebody were um, trying to go into a meditation to try to bring in more light into their being and also being able to be more uh, able to emanate that light and share it with other people, is there a method or a breathing technique or is there toning or chanting? What, what practice do you, would you recommend for somebody that was beginning to want to try to cultivate this and grow their inner light? Hmm. I mean, you know, I have different types of meditation that I do for my own self. But for, for what helps the human body overall is that you have that soul light, which is now being distributed through the pineal gland to the body. And that's an external uh, uh, representation of a higher spiritual reality, if you will. And so when you take the, the soul light and, and use the light from that in the pineal gland, you're setting up like a circuit, circuit light. And so people talk about being you know, meditating and getting higher with themselves, basically what you're doing is you're opening up the eyes 
see the spiritual eye inside your body, which gives you information, gets you to a higher level of consciousness. But you have to have that through the light of matter, which is the root chakra. And that's okay. the light of itself. Now, I believe when I told earlier about seeing light, you know, subtle light around, but I think that's a mix of soul light and, and, and light of matter itself, the root chakra. And it's very subtle, like I said, but once you see it, you will not unsee it, so to speak. Wow. You'll be able to see it from now. And I've been walking around like in dark at night, and I just see this light around me, like around my head. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's almost like you can see with it. And that, that is just symbolic of this thing we do as we do meditation, and when we get in a higher level, we're conscious with our conscience. We're able, we're able to make the, the body chakra system, if you will, uh, you'll take the chakras and you will make them align in such a way that the energy flows from top to bottom and, and bottom to top. This is not uh, awesome. anything associated with Kundalini or anything like that. That's a different type of energy, per se, that has to go through the chakra system and eventually will, will dissolve the web between the chakras and you'll have one perfect human being. That's a different mm. light from the light of Kundalini. Many people mistake that, and um, it's not the same thing, in my opinion. Awesome. Love it. Appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah, no, detail, like, but awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it leaves, it leaves you speechless. <laughs> For me, anyway. It leaves me, um, it leaves me thinking yeah. about all the things that I really want to be doing. <laughs> In terms of, of connection, it's just opened up a whole new doorway for me. I mean, everything. I, I have. The problem with the pineal gland, if we're talking about the science of it a little bit, is that our substances in our bodies, our food supply is tainted. It has been for quite a while. But in the last right. 75 years, especially processed foods, et cetera. Um, and so what is the reason? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but however, I have to think that there's a reason why the calcification is going around on humans worldwide, and it's on the higher technologically society versus the non one. And so hmm. what, what is that about? Um, because as you become more mental and the world and people, humanity and whole is doing that, then there's a problem with the power here that kind of has to be toned down. I don't, I don't, I don't think that should be done. And again, I'm not a big theorist, but there seems to me a reason why our our meal gland and other parts of our body are being to the point where they're actually just not working anymore. And so you're dumbing down. I mean, I hate to say it, the pyramid is kind of dumbing down humanity as a whole. And and what is the point? You do that. If you do that, then what happens to the mentality of people or humanity as a whole? Um, you simply oh. 
are unable to have manifest destiny, if you will, with your own consciousness, part of a group, group, group soul. And so, what? Why is that? I don't know. I've been. I would. You guys would opine about that. What would be doing that? If you if you had an an opinion about it, we could theorize. Yeah. We could theorize. Yeah. It's compliance. <laughs> yeah. We could theorize yeah. compliance because mm-hmm. you know. I mean, because that 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 conspiracy theory has been out there about about you know. Uh, the 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 world out there the the structure of the world because in the United States seventy percent of the world is is uh, consumer based or that um, in most societies now are consumer based and uh, compliance in school compliance in the, what I take it this way I, I I in my view the one thing that that is that is not being done in schools is teaching independent thinking teaching reason teaching people to question why. And in your own uh, situation as a human, we have to do that. I mean, if we're going to get back to oneness instead of separation, we've got to start asking why much more often in my view. Mm-hmm. Because oneness is what it's all about, oneness of connection. We've figured that out. We've, we, we, we know that that is, that is the reason why we're here. And connection, there was, a, there was a recent study just done. I don't know whether it was Harvard or Stanford. Um, it might have been Stanford. And the, the study was about happiness as it relates to what we do as human beings. And it's amazing they spend money on this. <laughs> because yeah. the result of the, of the study, yeah, the result of the study was that the one thing that makes people happiest, most people don't do. And that is relational connection. Relational connection, they determine after this big study and all this money spent that the one thing that's going to make you happier in your life right now is greater relational connection all the way through the day you die, greater relational connection. This is the problem with, um, with our, our uh, elderly community. Less relational connection, more separation. And, uh, and with, with regard to digital world, less relational connection, less direct eye-to-eye, person-to-person relational connection. That's what's missing. And that's causing so many problems in the world today. I think, too, um, Michael, you, and we've talked about this before, that uh, oftentimes when we go into a group of people and we're not very confident about who we are as an individual, we tend to dim down our light. We tend to be less than what we are um, so that we can sort of conform and get along. And, and it's, it's, it's a challenge sometimes to say, no, you know what, I'm going to shine. I'm going to stick to what I believe in is the truth. I, I just saw a very interesting video from a young man this morning who quit school, dropped out of school when he was 17 because he had an idea and a vision for a business. And he overheard one of the teachers say uh, about him and his mother, well, that's what happens when you have a child that is, is a sing- raised by a single parent. They drop out of school. And wow. now he, I think he's <laughs> worth like $30 million. He had a, and he went to his mother and he said, I have a vision for a business and I don't believe that 
school is going to help me any longer. And she supported his decision. And now he honors her. And I thought, oh, my God, that's so powerful. So powerful. And, but, you know, we talk about thought viruses and how if he would have anchored into that, um, it could have changed and altered the course of what. But he had... He knew uh, he had a passion, he had an enthusiasm, he had a stronger connection to his own inner light than, than anybody's thought viruses or beliefs about him. And I, I just I thought it was phenomenal. I'll, I'll send you both a connection to his story because it's just I think it's, it's, I, that it's is blown not, away. That is, yeah, it, it's, it's a function of, again, his, his mother, brilliant person, brilliant soul. Um, to to the thought viruses that are out there right now with regard to school and what you should do are really, really powerful. They're really powerful. I mean, they're backed up by laws in many states that you have to go to school. If you don't go to school, a parent can be um, brought up on, uh, on, on charges. Um, they, can, they can be, um, it, basically, they've made it illegal to, to uh, as a parent, uh, not send your kid to school. Well, why is that? Um, why do why do schools not have the opportunity? Why do why do kids in, the, in in school not have the opportunity to to discover what their own gifts and talents are? All that all those programs that used to used to help, uh, they're all gone. And now it's just down to the basics and testing. It's all about testing and all about test scores because that's how money's received. And so. When we talk about uh, a mother like this, a single mother that is that brilliant, that brilliant to listen instead of saying, no, you better go to school. Don't listen to that nonsense. Whatever you got going on in the head is nonsense. You know, you can do that later. You need to finish your, your, your school, your degree. By the way, it would be interesting to see what is, did you, did you, what is his business. Did you uh, um, was he it in the article? started a, a marketing company. He, and he, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, he he showed a, a picture of his first client. Um, his, I think within the first month, he made like three thousand dollars. So he's like, I can do this. I can do this. I, he, he, it's a very, very interesting young man. I think he's twenty-two now, and he's worth thirty million dollars. Um, very, <laughs> I've got to applaud him. Um, of course, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, because yeah. he's supporting his, his mother, <laughs> he's honoring his mother, and 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 for for allowing him to to believe in, because she believed in him enough to be able to allow him to pursue. Because obviously, you know, hey, listen, if if it had if he had failed, if it hadn't gone the way that he thought, he always has the option of going back to school, getting his GED, going and doing something else. The option is always there. We forget about that. That there is always that mm-hmm. option that that they can go back and they can uh, uh, pick up where they left off, uh, but those kinds of ideas, those that kind of energy uh, that uh, he has and he had in his vision has to be and really should be honored. Of course, he was seventeen. Mm-hmm. I guess it would have been a different story if he'd have been eleven. Uh, yeah. However, I have I have seen I have seen uh, ten and eleven year olds that had brilliant business minds. Um, it was a number of years ago, a number of decades ago, actually, uh, that I uh, saw an interview of a young man who was, I think he was like nine or ten, and had this business acumen that was really crazy and all these business ideas and several of them he was he had he had started, and he had lists of things of businesses that he considered to be million dollar businesses that he um, that he kept track of that he just kept noting he kept a journal, 
And uh, he was already successful before he was even 12 years old. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the world. This is the world we live in. Uh, Scott, we'll, we'll have to revisit that conspiracy theory at some particular point in, in time. However, uh, this is um, for me again being been an eye opener. And I think that in 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 my view, this the the connection between the pineal gland and our happiness is one that we all should really explore in in the meditation aspect of things i wish more people would meditate um i was talking to someone just yesterday about that idea that what meditation really can do for you there's a there's a plethora of things benefits that are involved in it and for some reason it still has this uh woo-woo kind of concept associated with it and um I know there's some people out there trying to work against that to, to make sure that, you know, to break those myths about meditation. And uh, we're going to need to do uh, a show where we talk more about just meditation and what people can expect and how they can go about it and the different po- possibilities, the ways of, of pursuing it, of quieting your mind, of singu- uh, creating a single-minded focus where you're allowing the, the, your, your um your yourself to connect with your higher self and in this case benefit your pineal gland and everything else that's associated with meditation to kind of take away mm-hmm. some of that stigma uh, that would be right. kind of a nice idea with, with you scott right mm-hmm. now, now no, scott, was, oh go ahead scott i apologize go ahead I was say, um a couple of things I, I was thinking about as you were speaking here michael especially um you know everything is symbolic of something larger right and so our right. own chakra system, who is not perfect, you know, and has problems now, is represented on larger and larger sales, such as the educational system, as we call it. You can say whatever you want. It's in disarray. And what is that doing really for humanity as a whole? It's disconnecting us with source. And right. so one of the things that's happening to our world as whole is the fact that the seventh ray of seventh ray is becoming more and more prevalent in the world this world period and what that really means is the seventh ray means matter and heaven are meeting together heaven and spirituality matter and and spiritual coming together to to produce a new thing well, if you can stop that from happening to human, humankind, you've really slowed down the, in the evolution of consciousness in humans. But the self, seventh, seventh ray itself is going to be really kind of representation of a larger, call it human, humanity's pineal gland. And so as this becomes more and more prevalent, the... The, the energy of matter and spirit are going to come together and produce a properly functioning pineal gland. That may be a little out there in ways, but it really symbolically is the same thing. Hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to mention uh, to our audience, Scott, that you actually um, brought forth your own form of healing called life stream healing which works basically to re in my opinion to reconnect our ourselves 
and to really bring um, the energies back and to make us whole. Um, I'd love for you to, to share a little bit of, with the audience about what you do with Lifestream Healing and how it could help um, bring forth their own inner light and how you, you assist different clients in, in bringing, bringing themselves back to, to wholeness as well as how people can get in touch with you, if you don't mind. I just think that it's really important because awesome. sometimes it's, for me anyway, it's, ha- it's helpful to have a coach, a mentor, uh, somebody to, mm-hmm. to guide me. And uh, both of you guys are, <laughs> are on that team, and, and I, I so deeply appreciate you. So, Scott, would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Well, for me, um, my type of healing mostly uses the third eye, if you will, and the energy of that, it has to be combined with the heart energy. And by projecting that energy upon a person's disease part of their body, you can affect healing. So the trick there is finding the combination of chakras that need to be activated in such a way to bring total healing back. And so, again, by looking at somebody in kind of, I won't say meditative, but uh, a higher level of thinking, if you will, you can begin to see where, where problems have manifest in their physical being, both physical and physical and physical. And so by taking that energy primarily through the pineal gland and projecting onto someone, you're affecting healing. And if we're, you know, as a humanity as a whole and people in, independently, if we're having a problem with that, this is the next that we need to do is find out how to get ourselves aligned, completely aligned in such a way that we can take this healing energy, which is natural soul energy, and project it outward of our body onto another. It doesn't have to be people either. It can be inanimate objects, animals, etc. They're benefiting from the soul energy. It's amazing. I I agree. <laughs> I agree 100%. You're, I mean, you're giving us, you're tapping into some ideas that that can help move us forward in, as a as a species and culturally and consciously. And um, that is that's what we need right now. There's so much disarray, so much disconnection, so much separation that well, we know, need so, to. In this life, you know, life stream healing. You don't have to be down to the very nitty-gritty of that. You can some some basic triangles energy are very powerful. Let the, the uh, more completed uh, part of that system come to it. But if you have, for instance, like the head, the heart, and your hand, those are chakras, right? And as you mm-hmm. manifest energy through those critical energy, then you'll perfect much more powerful healing than just trying to do a one-to-one um, method with trying to work on one part of the body using you've got to take the different triple energy and combine those to get more power. Wow. Do you talk about wow. this on your website? Yeah. Yes. 
I you do. talk about this, yeah. kind of explain this in a little more detail. Livestreamhealing.com, is it? Yeah, that's right. Livestreamhealing.com. Awesome. And also, awesome. Yeah. And also on Instagram at Livestream Healing. And uh, you know, one of the things that I really admire about you, Scott, because I cannot get through these the, the high, <laughs> these books that I are teaching. I, I always joke about it that, like, I open them up and the pages start to vibrate. Next thing I know, I'm asleep. So you you studied a lot and you teach a lot about the, the rays, the seven rays. And um, from my understanding that as we are light and there is no separation, that within our hearts we have these uh, divine inner rays of light. And if you would just, um, I know we, um, it's a big topic, but maybe we can, maybe we can have you back to go through it. But um, really, uh, what are the seven rays and, and how do they work and how can we utilize the information about them? Well, the seven rays, everything that's built in our whole universe, as we've known, is made of the seven rays. Those are actual beings, if you will, spiritual beings of the highest, most fourth order. Um, and in our world period, some of these rays are more pronounced than others. Um, we just came from the sixth ray um, and now into the seventh ray. What's going to happen now is because you're bringing spiritual energy to pure, pure spirit to pure matter. When you bring those two together, you're combining or birthing a new thing. And that includes humanity as our whole. Things that are going to happen in the next 2,000 years because of this race um, announcement is really there will be new forms of animals. There will be no new forms of government, everything, all this will be a result because of the cycling of the rays in such a way to, to bring us to our next evolutionary jump. And so, it, That's yeah, exciting. It's very, uh, you know. Very hopeful. Um, yeah. I mean, you're going from ray one to power. Second is second ray of love. Third is intelligence. Fourth is artistic. Fifth is uh, in, uh, scientific, sixth is ideologic, and seventh is uh, ceremonial magic or the bringing of singer, uh, power, uh, spirit, and matter together. And they all are manifest all at one time. Some are more pronounced than others. And right now we're on a greater cycle of great uh, inner of seventh phrases. And this has not really been happening at the way it said in the humanity history that we know of in such a way to manifest in this numerical value that's happened. And that in itself in, in leads to alignment. Just like the uh, Neil gland who's got less than perfect function, the alignment of human being is not less than perfect. But as mm. you work on it, the more you, you get, you know, a better, perfected humane, human being. And so the, the rays, I mean, we could go on and on for that subject forever. There's so many, so many interesting facts about the rays and how they manifest together and what they form us. They perform um, the very 
poetical uh, outlines of our map on Earth on film and in self countries. Um, so, it's, yeah, I guess we can go on and on about this. Wow. So, and you you teach courses on this. When can we when can we sign up? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to to go to delve into some of the, some of these teachings. I just you know you articulate it so well. I like I said, I have a a hard time getting through the books myself. Um, and I really applaud you because you uh, are a a master student of and teacher of this this information. After, sometime after the new year, I've got a course that I'm putting together for rays healing. And first of all, you have to kind of figure out what your your own rays are in your okay. body, you know, your, your mental, astral, and physical being. But when you get these together, then it gives you an idea of what direction you want to go and the type of feeling that you as a person does. You can use the life thing healing in all these different aspects. Um, I've had um, some health problems that will probably take me to around the middle of end of January before I'm perfectly over those again, and then I'll be able to Mm -hmm. be putting a course together. Good for you. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, we wish you well in that endeavor, moving moving forward. Get 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 those handled. I mean, we all have our challenges in life and facing that on is, is, uh, is the way we get through with a positive attitude. And I know you have that. So, mm-hmm. uh, we wish you well with all that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, quite an eye opener. I, I myself need to do this. You know, a lot of this connects with, you know, we're talking about a lot of things right now that are, that are not completely related to the 3d world, which is where everybody is spending their time <laughs> in the 3d mm-hmm. world with their own lives. And the whole idea to me, the thing I'm most fascinated by, and I think I work on more than, more than anything else in my life, is how do I balance the two? How do I balance being able to keep my chakras energized uh, to, you know, now I'm, I'm in, in terms of meditation, uh, making sure that I, I keep that rolling and, you know, dealing with the things, the challenges that people face on a daily basis. They get up and they go to work. A lot of people don't really like what they do. So that impacts their body. That impacts their ability to, to connect with other people, to develop relational connections, and to just simply be happy and satisfied with life in general. And um, in my view, what you're, what you're going to put together in the next year uh, with live stream healing uh, can give people another sense of purpose in their life as well, uh, something that you know, we all have to start thinking about the whole. We have to think about whole consciousness, about the oneness that we all have versus the separation. And if we can do that and we can just do our part, it starts within us and then we can project it outward to other people is what we uh, constantly are, are saying is, is that we, it begins with us. It begins within us. And that's the beauty of it. Uh, that's the mm-hmm. control that we have. We can, we can impact our outer world in an incredibly positive way and the consciousness of the planet and the universe in a positive way if we just ourselves stop saying, hey, it's somebody else's job. I don't have, you know, I, I, I can't do that. It's too big for me. It's not mm-hmm. too big for you because it really involves you. <laughs> it really involves you. And you're the main benefactor and supplementarily everybody else. 
benefits as well, all the people who are around you. So for the last for the last three and a half years, I've been trying to figure a way that psychically, because I am a psychic as well, how I can how I can get a, an accurate representation for a person that I read for of what their raised raised characters are. And I couldn't do this before because, frankly, on a deep level, I was told not to go there because I didn't have the information that I needed. Really? Just lately, I'm working with someone here in in Sedona, and we're working with someone, and I've been able to, for the first time, be able to see clairvoyantly in in my psychic ability what their rays are. I was very excited. Um, The reason why it happened for me, again, I've been working with this for a long time, thinking, well, before I was, I could get an idea of what someone's rage were, I'd say, well, okay, um, you know, that seems right, but it doesn't seem like the, the information that I'm coming against was not quite right. And I thought, well, what is this? Well, after having a stroke that affected my speech spirit, uh, finger, <laughs> Then I was kind of split between sides of my mind, the, the uh, intuitive side and everyday speaking, you know, mind, right, that I have. And when this happened to me, I was able to separate the two in a way that I've never, well, actually, I've never experienced until this happened. And when that happened, I began to focus more on the intuitive side of myself during meditation and in my reading. And when I did that, I've always been an intuitive person, but when I became more channeled it more separately, so to speak, then these other in, uh, this information began coming to me. And I was reading several people now that wanted to work with me, and I'm getting the what I believe is their true representation of their uh, ray configuration. And before, three or four years ago, I had an idea what it was, but I'm kind of I'm more in the logical mind thinking that out versus the intuitive. And because what's happened mm-hmm. to me, I've gone completely into more toward the intuitive side of myself. And when that happens, when I'm reading some psychically or clairvoyant, I actually see the representation of the rays in a person's body. I believe what I'm seeing that is very exciting. Kind of new age stuff, and by knowing that, then you can use your own method of healing, not only for yourself but around people around you. That's wonderful. That's incredible. Yeah, yes, and it is. It's awesome. It is. It to me, you know, it. So many times, um, you know, our inner glow can come out effortlessly. You know, we can turn our our light on or dim it. You know, we can brighten it or dim it. And I think right now, you know, during the holidays, we all have a full to-do list, and um, we just need to really be mindful to let our inner light guide us instead of the stress. And try to keep your frequency high. I think that when you do, you'll attract other people. You know, and when I'm walking, I, I, I sort of unconsciously do this. I see babies all the time, and they just gravitate, and they smile at me, and I interact with them because I think they're very clean and their energy has not been, you know, so they do see the light. They see those rays that Scott's talking about. And, you know, if you have that opportunity to interact with a child and and really, you know. Maybe that's what they look at people 
there are look there's actual characteristics on a higher spiritual level. Uh, we yeah. as and children we learn not to pay more Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. we could we could we we could go we could we could go there. babies, children, young young adults, young and young adults, basically children can can see things of course <laughs> that we and that's the beauty of it. They can see things. And uh we just have to believe that that's what they're seeing and not discourage them from seeing because it can mm-hmm. really help you later in life, of course, as we know. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. It's been wonderful yeah, uh, no, talking yeah, to you. Yeah, I know this yeah, this has been uh, amazing. I mean, we have to continue the conversation because it it is a a big topic. But I'm so grateful. You know, every little piece of the puzzle that unfolds, uh, we you know we learn a little bit more about um, shining our light and really understand that it's a journey and not just a destination. That it, it's a, a lifelong gift to be able to shine your light and. and Stand in your power and really realign with you, with your true frequency of who you are and what you came to do. And that, in my opinion, is to, to shine your light and to connect with other souls. So, Michael, I'll let you uh, sign off. Scott, um, I'm so grateful for you making the time to connect with us today. And, uh, Michael, I, you know you're you're getting ready to shine your light uh, in another part of the world. Um and you have a big journey ahead of you, and I'm so grateful yeah. to be able to share this time with you. Well, you gave me something. Scott's given me something else to, to uh, focus on while I'm out running around the Caribbean Ocean somewhere on a ship, um, having a little more time than I normally have. My to-do list will be significantly shorter, and I'll be able to focus more. And he's um, given me something to to focus on beyond what I was already going to focus on. But to our listeners out there, much appreciation for your taking the time to listen to us uh, and to share us with uh, those you know. And for those of you who want to hear this again, uh, because there's some really uh, great information within this podcast with Scott. Thank you, Scott. Uh, go to Connect to Love, Connect and the number two and love uh, on your favorite podcast distribution network. You can catch it there and listen to it and share it with people that you know. Thank you so much. Much much gratitude for your listenership. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Scott.